This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Welcome back in. You were listening to the December 14th, 2018 episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a road of this podcast dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions. We're brought to you today by our friends over at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. I'm your host, Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe, and joining me today on the show here, you know, a couple weeks back, we brought you the Peter Howard from the Dino Crossroads podcast. So joining me today on the show is the other half of the Crossroads. Maybe the better half, maybe not. We'll see. We'll let you be the judge, but he is the yin to Peter's yang. That doesn't sound good. He also writes for the fine folks over at Dynasty League Football. Welcome to the show, Jake Anderson, first timer here on the mailbag. He has at Jake Anderson FF on the tweets. Jake, my man, what's good? All right. How are we doing tonight? Thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, you know, just trying to keep my eyes focused on this and not on the game here. I just saw. Kelvin Benjamin, I have a catch for the Chiefs, so that was definitely a little bit distracting. Uh, but yeah, man, thanks, thanks for having me on, and everything is good here. How are you doing? Everything is great. We have Calvin Benjamin sightings in Kansas City for crying out loud. What world is this? I mean, this is the dude, my man, that literally refused to warm up with this quarterback earlier in the year, and a team is so hobbled that they take him on, and now he has a catch alongside Damian Williams touchdowns. What is going on? I really was a Damian Williams fanboy, by the way, and now it's like I'm missing all these Damian Williams shares that I gave up on like two seasons ago. Yeah, I mean, I was a Damian Williams fan, too, when he was at Miami. I remember last year people were kind of hating on him when he was getting his opportunity, saying he wasn't a very good pass catcher. And, you know, I like him. I think he actually fits – you could argue that he fits into this Chiefs offense even a little bit better than Spencer Ware does, uh, especially when they're, you know, pass-heavy, just because he's dynamic. You get him in space, he's great on screens. And I like Spencer Ware. But he's definitely a little bit more of a pounder than uh, Damian Williams is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Damian Williams has always had that all-purpose kind of mantra going to him. Mm-hmm. And that's what we go for on this show here. So we're trying to all-purpose these Dynasty Slants, DFS rants, Team Outlooks, Player Outlooks for the week, though, Jake. So before we dive in, uh, right in, it's week 15 now and still listening to the show. And if someone out there isn't in the big game, they're either likely setting DFS lineups at this point or making plans for keeper and dynasty league so let's talk a little bit more about the player futures of said players here and get your thoughts first one here josh allen bad football player excellent for fantasy so now i mean we have to talk about him here right like i I, it's not like i liked him as a prospect at all but i mean if this dude is going to continue to not get past his first read and just tuck and run how do we not talk about him I mean, I think you have to. I mean, I got to quote uh, Paul Charchin for pulling up this tidbit, but uh, Josh Allen, only Saquon Barkley has more rushing yards in football than Josh Allen over the past three weeks. And Josh Allen is the highest scoring quarterback over that last, uh, over that span. Just, just, if that doesn't blow your mind. I mean, that's pretty crazy. So, so I mean, from a dynasty, I mean, if you have him at this point, are you are you trying to offload him if you can, you know, get a little uh, nibble from somebody for him, or are you just riding it? I mean, he's not going to keep this kind of efficiency up with the run game. I mean, it could could he be a guy that averages 
40 yards a game. Uh, sure. I mean, that's, and that's good for a rushing quarterback, but, um, you can't bank on him having these 100 yard games over and over and over again. Right, right. Well, a couple of guys that we were trying to bank on, especially these last couple of weeks as he was uh, escalated into additional uh, workload here, Corlin Sutton. I mean, my goodness. I mean, when the likes of Deshaun Hamilton are coming in and out targeting you, granted Sutton did go out for a little bit with an injury, but he was doing nothing before that. And, I mean, Tim frickin' Patrick. Tim Patrick. Who is Tim Patrick? My goodness. This dude, I mean, he sounds like he should be selling me a car. This Saturday or something, right? Tim Patrick. I, I just don't get it. And then on the other side of that, Curtis Samuel, everything is looking bright for him. But now, I mean, you know, there's the possibility that Cam could have surgery in the offseason. So, I mean, what do you, what do you got? This is like the yin and yang of, uh, the, the, the young wide receivers here. Yeah, I mean, I think Cortland Sutton is one of those wide receivers that everyone gets super excited about. You know, he's a height, weight, speed specimen. You know, he's got that huge upside. Um, and I, I like him as a player. I, I, you know, I'm not as high on him as it seems like the consensus is. Um, but there's, there's a couple of problems here. He's got Case Keenum throwing him the ball, who has thrown for under 200 yards in the, uh, past three straight, uh, last three games straight, which is, which is not good. Uh, the Browns haven't given up more than one touchdown in the past two weeks. Um, Sunday hasn't gone over 15 yards in two of the past four games, and he's only had one touchdown in that span. So he got low passing volume. Uh, you know, he's in a void for me this week, and he's, he's kind of a void for me in Dynasty as well, at, you know, at the price that he's going at currently. Fair enough, fair enough. And then we've got a lot of these young running backs here we don't know what to do with from a long-term perspective here. Rashad Penny, every time we get a little bit excited, nothing happens the following week. He doesn't get consistent workload here. And then, of course, we've got Jeff Wilson. He's not going to sell me cars. He's going to sell me life insurance. And then <laughs> Jalen Samuels here. So what are we doing with these three guys? Uh, Wilson and Samuels here still slated to be highly productive this upcoming weekend. Rashad Penny, maybe. Maybe, maybe not, but uh, what are you doing with these guys heading into 2019? Yeah, I mean, Rashad Penny's just a no. He's just a hard no for me. <laughs> and <laughs> part of that is trolling Peter, my co-host of The Crossroads, just because he's a he's a penny truther, and I was just lower on him, so I, I act like I'm even lower on him than I am. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think it's – I think Chris Carson has just held that job. He's looked great doing it. Even though he's not really catching passes, he's just doing what he's, you know, he gets the yards that are, he's supposed to get. Um, and we saw that play last week where, where Carson traversed the whole field to pick up nine yards. And, um, you know, I had questions about him coming out of San Diego State with his contact balance and his, his elusiveness, even though he is rated really highly in PFF. Um, so I was lower on him in the pre-draft process. And, and this is just trying to, you know how this season is playing out is is even worse than I suspected, and I still I still think the truthers are there, and I think they're still buying probably higher than I would. I mean, if you're paying more than for me, probably an early second, I think that's a little bit too much. And I think Peter put out a, a poll on Twitter where what's Penny's value worth, and I think the the highest voted four percent or you know market was like a mid first, and that's just something that I'm not willing to pay for. Um, Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson is a guy that we, we just talked about him on the crossroads a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, I liked him. I liked the tape that I saw coming out of North Texas. Um, I think he's been playing well. I mean, and then now he's got the Seahawks this week. He had over 130 yards all purpose. Last time you saw him two weeks ago and he had eight catches. He only had one catch last week, even though he did pretty well on the ground. Um, you know, if he has a touchdown in one of those two games, he has a really big week. Um, so I think that's certainly on the table and I'm excited about him this week. But again, he's not a guy that I'm investing in in dynasty really, unless I got him off the waiver wire, just cause I think he's got this year and that's probably it. I mean, I don't think he has the pedigree or this, the, this play strength to really probably carry a team. And then, you know, you got McKinnon coming back and, and Brita's been really good this year. So it's, it's not a long-term play, but you know, for redraft for DFS, you know, he's, he's been a baller. Um, Jalen Samuels, you know, I like him as a player, but he's, he's really not an impressive runner. You know, I think, you know, people might be discounting what James Conner has done just because, you know, that run on our offense hasn't been great over the past few weeks. Um, but Jalen Samuels is a guy that's going to be really good, versatile player, good in the pass game. 
But again, Stephen Ridley, I believe, got that touchdown, and, and he's probably not going to be a goal line runner, and he's not going to be super effective in between the tackles. So he's another guy that's that's great for redraft and DFS, but as far as dynasty, he's not a guy that I'm investing in heavily. You know, I do have a few shares, but I got him in like the you know fourth round. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely liked uh, all the Jalen Samuels shares, uh, especially over there on the draft app. I mean, he was a tight end, so I was just taking him as a tight end three in many spots, and luckily it might take a few of my teams out of the gutter here. So good stuff across the board on that. So give us the, the flip side here, Jake. In addition to the above, guys, give us your biggest sell high from a dynasty perspective. You know, the guy that we just talked about is Corden Sutton, and he's kind of the guy that he's a he's a sell high for me. Um, again, he's in a bad situation, and uh, he was 46 in overall ADP and wide receiver 23. I just kind of think that's possibly his upside in this league with the current situation he's at. So he's a guy that I'm probably looking to sell high. I think a lot of people have the – you know, it's almost got that Kenny Galladay effect where, you know, he's – He's, you know, he's being ranked so highly that it's going to be hard to live up to that standard. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, uh, once he gets signed basically anywhere, if it's not like an outstanding situation, like if he doesn't go to the Chiefs or like the, the Eagles to like a really good team, he's going to be in a void because I think his ADP is going to rise quite a bit just as soon as he gets signed and people know that he's playing. Um, I just think Pittsburgh was such a good fit for his running style. And we've seen how good James Conner is in that, in that, um, running offense that I just don't think he's going to be the same guy. And then playing, taking a year off is, is never a good thing. I don't think, um, you know, he's a year older. You can say he's got less hits, but I don't really take that into account. Um, and then the last couple guys is, uh, you know, Josh Adams or Gus Edwards. If I can get anything for him and you may have even missed your opportunity. Um, but those are guys that, you know, I talked about Wilson and Samuels. They're kind of in that same ballpark, but even, worse in my opinion <laughs> where they really probably are not the guys that they were this year and if you can get you know a third or whatever you can get for them i think that's that'd be a good get and then robert woods is a guy that stuck stuck out to me as well he was 39 in december dlf adp uh that just seems too high for me with cooper cup coming back next year yeah i, th- I think that's fair i mean it's like a conglomerate of you know, Rams wide receivers, pick one. You know, it's like playing whack-a-mole. Sure. You know they're all going to produce. You know they're all going to have a safe floor, but you don't know who's actually going to win you a week, right? Like, that's always been the challenge with those guys. So I'm with you there. And, uh, yeah, just good stuff across the board here. And, I mean, you talked about collecting those third-rounders. And, I mean, now more than ever, as the landscape of the NFL is changing, you definitely want to be collecting those third, fourth-rounders because these guys are just popping out of nowhere now. You don't quite know who's really going to be a good space invader. You're, you're trying to figure out now what the make the best balance of of market share and and you know predictive measures that have always been the case. But now you're trying to balance that with who's going to be a good slot receiver in today's NFL. So we don't really have the perfect recipe for that. But you better believe here at Rotaviz we're going to be cooking up the perfect recipe as best as possible off season, all off season. So give us a try. We're thirty percent discounted for a Rotaviz of his NFL pass. That's for 365 days a year. So it's not like you're just buying for the rest of this year. You're buying from now until that's right, like a calendric year, a fiscal year, whatever you want to call it. Just get over there, rotaviz.com slash podcast and get your 30% discount. You can also support this pod, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. We're on Rotaviz Radio Channel on iTunes. Make that happen. You can also hit up the Fantasy Football Mailbag feed directly. It takes hard work getting the show out every week, so do us a favor and hit that rate button and we're on Patreon. Gosh darn it, we are on Patreon for just $5 a month. You get access to an exclusive elite patronship and you get the Sunday uh, morning shows. We're helping you every Sunday set your lineups, DFS, Dynasty, uh, Strategy. It doesn't matter. Redraft, we're going to be in there for you every Sunday. All you got to do is give us $5 a month for just filling up these airways, filling up your earbuds. I mean, you're doing laundry, you're cooking, you're doing something, and you're listening to us, okay? I know you're multitasking like I am. So again, $5 a month. That's patreon.com slash Radio. And if you have any questions you want answered on this show, email us, rotavizradio at gmail.com, and we'll go ahead and get that set up for you as well. All right, Jake, let's dive in. Firing up these QQs for the week. Here we go. Redraft PPR, playoff time. Marlon Mack or Jarvis Landry? Spencer Ware was in this question as well, but of course we knew he was doubtful and playing as we're recording. So Mack or Landry and also Chicago or Detroit? 
Sure. Yeah, I think this is definitely uh, Jarvis Landry here. He's been great the last couple weeks. The Browns offense is firing on all cylinders. And Marlon Mack has been a little bit disappointing. He's got a really tough matchup against Dallas. I'm going Landry there. Yep, I'm with you there 100%. Uh, redraft PPR, Kittle or Ebron, and who do I sit between Nick Chubb, David Johnson, and Dalvin Cook this week? Whew, my goodness. I mean, I, I love the spot for Dalvin Cook, but I don't know if Minnesota loves the spot for Dalvin Cook. So I'll, I'll take Cook sitting out on that. What about you? Yeah, that one's close. And just uh, going backwards there, I forgot to talk about the uh, Bears and Lions defense. I would I would still count on the best defense in the league rather than starting the Lions, even though, it, you know, it's defenses and I don't really yeah. care about defenses. But I go Chicago there if I can have them for the same price. Um yeah, Kittle. I would go Kittle. I don't see how you bench Kittle. As good as Ebron has been in that Indianapolis offense and the lack of passing targets there, uh, Eber, you know, Kittle's just destroying it. So I'm going with the talent. I'm not sitting him there. And then the running backs are a little bit of a toss-up there. I think Chubb is almost unbenchable. He's looked so good, even in not great matchups. Um, you know, but you do have Cook and DJ have great matchups. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. Uh, I know how bad that offensive line is. That offense have been miserable lately. Even though Cook has looked good the last two weeks, I don't know if he's a guy that you can really rely on. Um, not to say you can rely on anything in Arizona. Um, and DJ crushed my hearts a little bit this year. I paid up and, and got him in a bunch of dynasty leagues. And uh, not that he's been awful. He just hasn't been the DJ we know. But um, I think he's got such a safe floor there against, you know, the worst defense against pass catching running backs like in the last decade. So I would probably go DJ and Chubb there. Yeah, you got to. That's the way to go. All right, Jake, what are your best and worst purchases you've ever made? Oh, man, this was a tough one, and it, it's, it sounds really sad, but I just I got a MyPillow about six months ago, and I never thought, like, a pillow could really be, like, that big of a deal. And it's not like it's a, a you know, complete game changer, but I've been super happy with it. I don't like sleeping without it. You only need one pillow. You don't need like two scrunched up old messy pillows. Um, about a year ago, I, I stopped smoking and, uh, I stopped using creamer in my coffee because like the sweetness and the cigarettes were like uh, a fix <laughs> for me. So once I stopped smoking cigarettes, I didn't want, to, I wanted to cut out the sugar. And then I just had like a Keurig, so the coffee just tasted so gross. So <laughs> I got a French press, and I will never go back there. And then, you know, buying my house with my wife was as big of a pain in the ass that is. Um, man, I love just having my own place. And then I put down my vape, too, because vaping helped me quit smoking cigarettes after like 20 years. So. Uh, I, I don't think it's a great thing to do, but I, I just feel so much better than smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I'm with you. I am on the vape machine. I have not had a cigarette in nine years now. And oh, congratulations, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. And, and my wife keeps bugging me, asking me when I'm going to stop and put put the right. vape away as well. And uh it, it's it's not happening anytime soon. I can <laughs> I can tell you that. I, I still have, you know, even on the airwaves, I can say, like, there is still something, like, orally fixated about, you know, I, I always have to be doing something. You know what I mean? Right. I can't just not do something. I, I tried any other habitual habit. There's a redundancy for you. But it just, it doesn't work. And it, quite frankly, I just like the vaping. I like when I get my sample box. There's free advertisement right there. Once a month, I get like 10 new bottles, all sorts of different flavors. It's just like Christmas morning, once a month in this house. For me personally, it's a beautiful thing. And I got to tell you, Jake, I've been looking at that my pillow every single time I go to the store and I'm going to get it because I have this little like pillow that surrounds your head, kind of like what mm -hmm. you would put in your head in an airplane, but bigger. And it's just, it's old, it's raggedy, and I got it as one of those as-seen-on-TV deals, and I can't find it anywhere. I don't even remember what the frick that thing was called. But yeah. So my pillow's got to be the, the consolation prize. I'm, I'm with you there as well. All right. Uh, DFS is the play this week to try and use both Barkley and Zeke, one of the two, one of Mixon, DJ, and Fournette, or both here, or double pay down uh, for the likes of, again, Wilson and Samuels. For a pretty ugly slate, it still seems like it's another week where the difference is going to be your RB strategy. So, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I think this is the question, right? This is the million-dollar question. Sure, I want to play both Zeke and Barkley. 
I don't know if I'm going to get there. And, I mean, DJ, as you mentioned before, I mean, just a dream spot against Atlanta. I mean, this this guy, how many catches did he get last week and still get under 20 yards for crying out loud? <laughs> uh, like our boy Amixta had, had the over on the yardage on that. The guy gets like eight catches and still has to take the under. Like, my goodness. And, and Mixon is, ooh, what a spot for Mixon. All the usage over the last three weeks. I think as of now – you know, gun to my head, I'll probably just take the Zeke savings and I don't feel good about it and take Mixon. And then, you know, I don't feel great about Samuel either, but I mean, you know, they're, all they're going to do is pass against New England. So, uh, I, I think that's what my trio is looking like thus far. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably a sound strategy. I, personally, I'm, I'm getting at least one of those guys. I'm going to pay up for Gurley or Zeke and I'm definitely not going to do the double you know, low end running back. I tried that last week and it just, it did not work out for me. And, uh, you know what? Uh, Philip Lindsay's a nice cheap option and he has been, uh, I think he's around that 6,500 mark on DraftKings. Uh, nice juicy matchup. You know, he's just been so underappreciated, I think, in, in DFS and just in dynasty in general. I've been in a lot of heated debates about Philip Lindsay. Um, but I think, Probably the, the, the sound strategy is to pay up for one of those stud running backs, maybe get a Jeffrey Wilson in there, and then, you know, go a little bit cheaper on wide receivers. And then at tight end, if you weren't paying up for Kelsey, you know, if you're not paying up for Ertz and Kittle, uh, I like Cook a lot this week. And if you want to even go a little bit lower, I mean, Ebron's kind of in that tier too. And then, you know, Cameron Bright, any tight end against the Ravens is a good, is a good bet. Yeah, I mean, all he's going to do is keep scoring touchdowns, right? One catch, two catch. It doesn't matter. They're both going to be touchdowns for crying out loud. Cameron Bright, <laughs> not tilting him at all from last week at yeah, all. Yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> what are you, you going to do? Yeah, the, my frustration at tight end is my main – I didn't have enough conviction, right? My main cash lineup, I went all the way down. When everybody was saying, you got to go up, you got to go up, I was like, you know what? There's there's just way too much RB costs. I don't want to go double uh, cheap RB. I, I picked Samuels. I played Ian Thomas, and I went up for McCaffrey and Barkley, and uh, it was nice. It was nice. So we need another n- nice week to, to for two nice weeks in a row. Can we get that, NFL? Can we get that? Let's, let's make that happen, people. All right, Jake, if you had to be an inanimate object for a year, what object would you choose to be? You can't be your own MyPillow. Yeah, honestly, I... I have no idea here. And I actually, like, I did research on this. I was like, what are people even saying about this? I, I found a quiz. I did that. And it said, like, I was an empty soup can because I was so boring. So I was like, well, that's, that's not very good. So I don't like this quiz. Um, what I came up to, and it, I don't know if it sounds creepy or weird, but I said, like, my daughter's hair tie or something like that because – like, I think it'd be fascinating to, like, just see her world, like, at school and, like, see – because the thing with, like, with the kids, like, you don't know exactly how they act. Like, you hear stuff from their teachers and stuff, but, like, you don't see things from their perspective, like, how people treat them, how our friends are. And then, like, seeing my, like, self-father as well, like, <laughs> see how bad I am at some times. And, like, I think that'd be fascinating. That is that. Oh my gosh, that is that is an off the wall contrarian and pro pro answer there. I mean, yeah, I I'd give anything to be a hair tie on one of my daughters, and just for the sake of being a part or around her aura, right? Like just being able right. to see her all day long, and also not be too like intrusive and 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 naggy because you know, like I, you know, I'm a father, I can be that <laughs> way. Like you get it, but yeah, so be that that would be phenomenal. That would be the world to me. I'm with you there, a hundred percent. All right, uh, redraft. We got a strategy question here, an interesting one. My opponent has Nick Chubb, and I have Philip Lindsay. I'm thinking about foregoing Lindsay in favor of choosing between Tariq Cohen, Chris Carson, and Jalen Samuels on Sunday. If Chubb outscores Lindsay, I feel like I've already made my bed. And if Chubb does have a great game, I can then determine whether or not I need a floor play like Carson or Samuels or a ceiling play like Tariq Cohen. Am I overthinking this? His other running back is Fournette. So between Fournette... And Chubb, you know his dudes are going to to perform. So do you just you just say you know what Philip Lindsay he's been balling. You just ride the projection and take him. Or is there anything to this floor slash ceiling strategy here? 
this just feels like it's like paralysis by over analysis to me. <laughs> and like we do this as fantasy like players all the time and it gets amplified during the playoffs and like we just we we think way too hard and long about these matchups and it's like just play your studs play play the guys with that have been helping your team and have good matchups like i'm not like you know play the guys that got you there necessarily but like when you have a guy that's an rb1 with a good matchup like just just go play and don't get cute with it yeah, I'm with you there. Like, if you didn't have Philip Lindsay, then I think the floor versus the ceiling is a discussion to have, right? And more than likely, you're the underdog, at least in a vacuum at the RB position. So you're probably going to be looking at Tariq Cohen to pair with Samuels or something like that. But because you have Lindsay, I, I think you just, you're, you're riding him here. You're riding him this weekend like we've been riding him all year. I mean, if, if I were a betting man and I am, I'm going to keep riding Philip Lindsay. So I'm getting over to my bookie because watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the game. So guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks now. Some of you are still on the sidelines and I cannot figure out why. Whether you are an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, maybe win a lot, a lot, a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, say, you know, you can create a pretty big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, boom, you're turning $100 into $600. There's so much to bet on. College b-ball, football, NBA, NHL, custom props, esports, Esports for crying out loud. You name it, they got it. My bookie is the one bet I know you're going to be happy with all year. I recommend these guys, quite frankly, because I trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is banging. Sign up now. This week, my bookie is going to give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. When was the last time you guys heard about that? It was 2014. The DraftKings and the FanDuels of the world were the only ones doing it. Nobody's doing that anymore. So get over to my bookie. It's a great way to bank and make even more money when you win. Also, make sure you follow them on the tweets at BetMyBookie. They personally respond to every mention and DM, not to mention they've given away more than 10 Gs in free money to their followers this football season. I don't know about you, but I kind of like free money. You'll be the first one to know as soon as odds and props are posted. Do not miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ROTOVIZ. Get a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ROTOVIZ. You play, you win, you get paid. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. All right, jumping right back in here, Jake. Fuck, Mary kill for the Week 15. I can't believe these guys are deciding playoff games edition. So we talked a little bit about a couple of these guys here, and we're adding a third. So Jeff Wilson. Jalen Samuels and Derek the Truck Henry. <laughs> uh, I thought about this a little bit more from a dynasty perspective, and I might be a little bit off here, but since Wilson and Samuels are just not like long-term plays, I, I actually got down on a knee and proposed to Derrick Henry. Uh, not that I really expect him to, you know, put up those 200-yard games that he did. Um, you know, I was a fan of him coming out of Alabama. I, I wish he would have got a little bit more usage this year, even though Deion Lewis is good in his own regard. Uh, just for a dynasty perspective for me, like he's the only one that has any value, like long term. So I would, I would marry Henry. I'd fuck Wilson because I like him more this week and the rest of this year. And I'd kill Samuels because I have James Conner basically everywhere. <laughs> no, my, no myopism <laughs> going on there whatsoever. No bias at all. It's just. For all the right reasons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, Derrick Henry, I'm killing because, and, and I think it's just the principle because this dude, sure. Jake, is, this is the type of running back 
that I loved my entire fantasy football career, this illustrious career to target big body bruising guys. Well, maybe not Derrick Henry so much because I liked the DeMarco Murray types that could catch passes, Mm -hmm. had that dual threat ability right, but could still just truck you at the end of the day. And even those guys outside of the elite guys like Barkley, I mean, they're a dime a dozen now, and you're you're really looking for this guy. I don't want to say scat backs for sure, but, you know, outside of getting the DJs of the world, you got to take it down a notch. And Derrick Henry just – he ain't with the times anymore. I mean, Jalen Samuels, can you start to run? Then I'll keep you. But until then, uh, yeah, I'm with you there. All right, if you were given full reign to redesign the food pyramid, what would the Ander Jake food pyramid look like? <laughs> so, like, I I definitely, like, have, uh, like, a food addiction. I've, like, I've come to terms with, like, it's an <laughs> issue. Like, I've always had, like, this food addiction and, like, Especially like now that I'm like not playing sports, I'm not like exercising like I used to. Um, like it's a, it's a real battle. And like if I didn't have to worry at all, because like I, I'll put on weight just like looking at food and like <laughs> my self control is just like non-existent too. So like I like, I can't have certain foods in my house because like if I do, they just disappear. But like if I could just eat anything I wanted, it'd be like pizza, any kind of chips like Doritos red vines and then it would just be like water coffee and booze and then like everything else just falls to the wayside <laughs> yeah you can't go wrong there and i'm with you i mean somehow we go from running 530 miles when we were younger and in college right to now it's like next thing you know you got kids and and you know you, you eat one kit kat and you jiggle for a week for crying out yeah. loud like what the heck like i went to the city just yesterday and had you know had had my nice get up on got some new dress shoes on was just styling right well or a epic fail right and i knew better i did not break these dress shoes in before i was trekking around the city so by the time i came home I took my shoes off, my socks off, right? Blisters, open heels in the back, just all bad for you. But I was like, all right, well, tonight for the workout, I'm I'm doing upper, right? So it's not too bad. I'll just not wear my shoes. I got my Band-Aids on, and I'm going to be all good, right? Well, I forgot I also have this lingering plantar fascia uh, issue, right? So now today I'm wearing the boot because I worked out last night, forgetting about the planter issue, like doing a workout without shoes on, like just, just real smart, Jake. I'm just <laughs> freaking brainiac over here. You know, I don't, I, I don't know where I'm going with it. Oh yeah. Because you mentioned talking about food. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just not fair. We're getting old and really uh, we isn't. can't eat everything that we used to eat. Not okay. All right, redraft, PPR, can you believe I snuck into the playoffs on the back of Josh frickin' Allen? Do I keep riding him over even Andrew Luck this week? My opponent has Lamar Jackson. What world are we in? I'd rather you ha- uh, him have Aaron Rodgers. Can't yeah, disagree that's, there. It's, it's crazy, right? I mean, I, w- I would play Luck. Just like I trust that talent. I know it's a tough matchup. Uh, I don't know. Can you – the thing with like Josh Josh Allen is he has such a high upside, but like his floor is like literally like nothing. Um, and here's the here's the kicker about um, Josh Allen is he's playing the Lions this week. They they're the best defense against rushing quarterbacks. They've given up only five yards per game average. They and the thing is, and this is I got this from Paul Charchin as well. They they faced Cam Newton. They give up two rushing yards. Russell Wilson, 15 rushing yards. Dak Prescott, two rushing yards. And Mitchell Trubisky, 18 rushing yards. So the fact that they've, it's not like they just haven't played any running quarterbacks. They've played like the best running quarterbacks and held them to like nothing. So like, I think that's probably, you can't expect like anything more than like 30 yards because that's like the most they've given up all year. And the fact that they, their average is five is just like, Josh Allen doesn't have that passing upside that Andrew Luck does. So, like, I'm definitely playing Andrew Luck over Josh Allen. Oh, man. I'm about to make some bad decisions, and I'm about to say (laughs) some bad things. I'm going contrarian on this one. I'm still taking Josh Allen on this. And I get it. And the other thing I'm hearing – 
uh, all week is about how, you know, his design versus uh, his plays versus Lamar Jackson are not designed. And I kind of think to myself inherently, well, well, they are designed and that the only design this dude knows is one read, tuck and go. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. inherently a part of the design. And I don't see that changing. And yes, Detroit plays a slow game, but I also think that's counteracted with the run game of Josh Allen and all those dudes, Cam, Russ, Mitch. I mean, Cam and Russ are rushing across the board has been down this year. Mitch, you know, he got Detroit early on before he was really kind of doing much rushing even to begin with. And then the second time the Bears played Detroit, I mean, we were looking at Chase Daniels on Thanksgiving. So I just, uh, I'm still taking Josh Allen. And I know, you know, we keep saying the floor isn't there with Josh Allen. The floor isn't there. And if his rushing yards aren't there, I just, we've got a large enough sample now where, you know, I'll get back over there to my bookie. If I see that prop, you know, somewhere around around, you know, the 50 to, to you know, 53 to, to 57 on rushing yards for him, I'm going in and I'm taking the over on that player prop. And I don't know if I should be, but I just, gosh, I'm just, I'm just staying there. I'm just going with Josh Allen in the running and, and avoiding, oh gosh, I can't, I see, I don't want to avoid luck, man, but I, I guess I'm doing it in this case. Uh this is this is this is bad, Jake. This is bad. No, that's all right, man. I mean, it's not like it's not worth a conversation. I mean, it's it's this is this is the life that we're living right now, and it's a scary <laughs> one. But you know what? You do you. You got to trust your own process, and that's always I got to tell people is like I, I try to give good advice and everything, but like we're all wrong so much. And and if you're in the fantasy playoffs, you've obviously done a pretty good job. Like. You got to trust your own instincts too on some of these things, and, and and you can talk down a gut instinct type of deal. But like when you're breaking ties and and matchups are close, like we do have intuitions about these things, and usually your first instinct is a way to go with these. Yeah, absolutely. Here, um, give us a dynasty outlook. The next question is about the aforementioned Cam. Not only with the you know slightly less rushing yards this year, but uh, you know, is there any value uh to be had given his shoulder situation? Uh, this dude also bought into Sammy Watkins and KC. That never really came to light. So, uh, what are you doing with these guys in dynasty here? Cam Cam Newton, my boy. Like he's one of my favorite fantasy players in the in the league i feel like he's just completely disrespected for what he does just because like you know he has those games where he throws four interceptions and like i know you know he's been banged up and like that's part of why he hasn't been the same cam as old but again he's gonna have another top five season this year and people just find ways to hate on him so like obviously in single quarterback leagues quarterbacks just aren't all that valuable. They're super replaceable, but like in two quarterback leagues and super flex leagues, um, you know, I, I play in a bunch of points per carry leagues where, you know, like rushing quarterbacks are huge. Um, I own cam everywhere and he's just, he's one of my favorite players and, and we'll see what happens with the shoulder. I've heard rumors that it's, it might be a luck type situation. I hope not. I, I, I have a feeling it's not just because he, he's been throwing the ball, you know, decently at least. Um, it doesn't look like he's in a ton of pain, but, uh, he's definitely a guy that I'm buying. And then Sammy Watkins, man, he's a guy that I really liked his talent. Like when he went to the Rams, I was excited last year. I thought he looked really good with the Rams last year. They just weren't getting him to the ball deep and he's open a decent amount of time. Um, and then, oh my God, Damian Williams just scored his third touchdown. <laughs> oh what my God. World is this? Of course I'm playing against him and I'm playing him. So like I'm conflicted, but sorry. Sorry about it's, that. It's Tim Hightower uh, all over again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but Sammy Watkins, it, depart, it depends how far he falls. Like this year, even like redraft, he was falling to like that seventh, eighth round. And I thought that was a good value for him. And he has played well. It's just that damn foot that he can't get over. You know, he's finally getting some opportunity and now he's banged up again. It just, I don't know, man. What are you going to do? I guess he's a holder by. You can't sell him right now. I mean, his his value just continues to plummet. Yeah, when he was healthy, I mean, he was he was a floor play. Believe it or not, we yeah. never actually realized the ceiling type games you would expect from that rotation in Kansas City. So I'm I'm with you. If you got him, you got to hold him. He'll, he'll get healthy and he'll have a little bit more value against the grain there. All right, Jake. Uh, Shark Tank app idea that does not exist today. Yeah, this was a tough one. And I like keep going back to like kids and like my, my wife is pregnant. We just found out they were having a boy the other day. Hey, um, all right. 
Congrats. So I'm pretty, yeah, thanks, man. I was pretty excited. Um, so like the device that would be so nice and it's not even like realistic this day and age, but like if you could put some kind of like monitor on your baby just to like understand what's going on, if it's like, are they sick? Do they, is it a diaper issue? Is it a teething issue? Like instead of like guessing and going through like a laundry list of things and checking things of like what's bothering your baby, like if there was a way to just like know, like, okay, is it a health thing? Is it a diaper rash? Like did they pee or poop? Like whatever it is, if you could have an app that just like told you what the hell was going wrong with your baby, I think we'd get a lot more sleep. Our anxiety would go down a little bit <laughs> and just like fatherhood and motherhood would be more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, 100%. The only problem with two of our four kids is the only, you know what the app would say? They would say, it's colic, dude, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly where it, yeah. it starts and ends. <laughs> what are you, what are you going to do? And here's, the, the app has to be like 100% uh accurate as well right yes. like, there's got to be a lot of research put into this like can you imagine strapping WebMD to your baby like oh my gosh the nightmares you would have because i mean anybody that goes on what like here's a pro tip well if you're out there and you're listening stay away from WebMD. do not web md your own symptoms because you 100 percent are about to die in two seconds if you do that don't do that <laughs> That's solid advice. Oh, geez. All right. Uh, here we go. Week 15, either or rapid fire. Zeke or Barkley? Zeke. Mixon or DJ? Mixon. AB or Juju? Always AB. DD Westbrook or Corey Davis? Corey Davis. Gronk or Jared Cook? This is very close, but I'm just going to take Gronk. Fair enough. Evan Ingram or CJ Uzoma? Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound good out of Giants camp with what's going on with OBJ. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Have you heard? Yeah, yeah I think he's good. I mean, he's fine, I think, health-wise to play, but why? You know what I mean? Yeah, so. right. Yeah, I'm going Ingram there. I just, I think he's an elite talent. I'm like super pissed because he's one of my, one of my boys mm -hmm. and they just have not been utilizing his skill set the way they should. Uzuma's got a low floor anyway, so you might as well go for the, you know, just try to get something out of Ingram. He might have a big game. CJ Uzoma is the Pat Beverly of the NFL. Never <laughs> seen so many people play 99% of the game and do absolutely nothing. Neither right. here nor there. <laughs> Drew Brees or Ben Rod? I'm going Big Ben. Drew Brees has been rough lately, especially on the road. Uh, big Ben's at home, I believe, against the Patriots. Let's just fire up Big Ben. Yep, yep, with you there. And uh, you took Luck over Allen. Will you take Lamar over Allen? Absolutely. Lamar Jackson is in a smash spot this week. Um, the Tampa Bay Bucks are just brutal on the road. I think LJ's, you know, with Joe Flacco possibly being active, there's, like, talk like Joe Flacco might get some action. Like, I don't see it. Lamar Jackson's been plenty good. He's still a young player. Let him develop. Let him, like, get some confidence. I'm definitely playing LJ over Allen this year or this, this week. Now, Tampa hasn't been atrocious. They're still bad, right? The, since the firing of the defensive coordinator there, the pace has calmed down. The passing yards have come down. It, it's, it's not as friendly as it was. So having said that, you know, is there any, I, I'm not going to say there's any pause for concern because you're still, you're, you're rolling with Lamar Jackson here. But, you know, if, if you were to say, like, if you were approaching this as an underdog this week and you needed the ceiling play, is Lamar really the ceiling play? I think that's still Josh Allen though, right? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I really don't because I really do believe in Detroit's, uh, defense against quarterbacks they have a they have a linebacker that just spies the quarterback anytime they fa they face a rushing quarterback so i think lj is the floor play and the and the ceiling play this week fair enough all right jake take a favorite or popular movie change one letter in the title what's the new plot what's it all about this was this was interesting like a bunch of these things i had to like do research on because i had no <laughs> idea and one one i came across i thought was hilarious was instead of iron man just Ron Man from Parks and Rec, and he just <laughs> he builds a suit to make sure that nothing gets done. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. It is the anti-Iron Man. It is the story yes. of, of Iron Man that never could, never should, and never would. It is Ron Man. Oh, I love <laughs> it. it. I love it. I, when you said Ron Man, I thought you were going to do an, uh, uh, a spinoff with Ron Burgundy. Oh, sure. That would be good, too. I don't know. It's really just Anchorman 4 or 3 or whatever number they're on now, right? Like, could they really do a different Ron Burgundy that isn't around Anchorman? Like, maybe Ron Burgundy becomes a salesman. I mean, we've plenty of salesmen talk. Right. <laughs> this show. Ron, Ron Burgundy signing over Mercedes. Get it, get it, get it. All right. Uh, re, redraft streaming D's, Redskins, Giants, or Lions are the options for this dude today. I think these are all pretty close, but I go Lions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. All right, Jake, the moment in history you would choose to go back in time and witness in person. This is another tough one. I just said dinosaurs. Like, how cool would it be to just, like, go back in time and just see all those prehistoric dinosaurs just roaming the earth? No. Jake, no. <laughs> What's the answer here? Well, you don't want to die. I mean... What do you think the life expectancy was during that time? Like twelve? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I have to like live there. I just want like a moment in history. You know, like just but, give me like a few minutes safe in a tree, high above everything, and I can just like check it out. Yeah, I. But I mean, they had the safety bubble in in the newest Jurassic Park movie. They went back, right? And like, oh, it's always safe. It's always safe. Like, what are you guys doing? Just throw these stupid eggs out. Just stop. It's not good for you. These things are going to eat you. They're hey, if there's a moment worth dying, I think that would be that would be one of them. I mean, it would be quick. I give you that. <laughs> I don't know if it would be painless. Like, I mean, there's little eyes and little brains in the T-Rex, right? Like, they can where, try to bite off your head, and they yeah, just that's they, true. they nibble on your arm first, right? Where, where would you go? What's what's your answer? Uh, probably to see dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, sorry. I had to. I had to. All right, it's Jake. Too, it's too give easy. Us, give us a sizzling smoke and scorching hot take for week 15. This is hot. This is this is pretty hot. I, my hot take for this week is Robbie Anderson's going to finish as a wide receiver one. Oh, I love it. I love it for everybody that was high on Robbie Anderson, for everybody that overdrafted Robbie Anderson this year, including me and best ball all over the place. Mm -hmm. Like ninth round, Robbie, give it to me all day long. Absolutely, oh. man. The Houston pass defense is old and slow. Let's let's get let's get Robbie Anderson on the board. Quincy Newman's out. Um, Isaiah Crowell's out. Elijah McGuire got banged up in practice. Let's just feed Robbie like twelve targets this week. Oh, I love it. Let's make it happen. And they have been playing at a high flying pace, despite what those Vegas totals are are telling you here. And they're going to have to speed it up with the likes of Elijah McGuire and, and crew, Trent, Trenton Cannon, baby, Trenton Cannon. Let's get him some more touches <laughs> here. Let's go. Robbie Anderson week. Let's make it happen. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a word of his podcast dedicated to answering all your fantasy football questions. Week 15 playoff edition, baby. If you have any emails, uh, if you have any email. If you have any questions you want answered on the show, email us, rotovizradio at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at rotovizradio. Use the hashtag RVMailbag. Jake, my man, many thanks for carving out the time coming on the show. Uh, give us the plugs. Give us the deets. Uh, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? And what do you got upcoming here? Sure, man. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm on there way too much all the time. It's at JakeAndersonFF. I do a podcast every week with your, with the guy you mentioned that you had on a couple of weeks, Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter. Super smart dude. We talk about, uh, one player at a time from a, both a film and metric standpoint. I talk about film. He talks about analytics and then we try to come up to some, you know, conclusion on that player to help you kind of build your dynasty rosters. Uh, I rank over at DLF. I, I, you know what? I don't find a lot of time to write. Uh, but I just, you know, I love, I love doing podcasts. I love, I love ranking players. And then, uh, I also do like these stupid little, uh, fantasy graphics. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I have a handle there at fantasy graphics. It's G R A F I X. So I make like, uh, team logos for your MFL leagues or your ESPN leagues. 
Twitter avatars, like headers and banners and like logos for podcasts, all that cool stuff. Um, so yeah, that's just a hobby of mine that I like to do. So that's where you can check me out. Nice. Hit them up. And those, those are hot. Those are sexy graphics, guys. If you want to, <laughs> you want to get a hold, you want to get your hands on those 100%. And make sure you check out the Dynasty Crossroads. I mean, inherently, Jake is going to, you, if you want to see him, he's going back to visit dinosaurs. If you want to see him, he's going to be at the Crossroads. Guaranteed. I'm Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe. Okay, bye. Well, Mary, oh, Mary don't you we miss boy. Jake. Anderson, Jake. Jake Anderson. He gone. He died. Thought he can go back. Visit dinosaurs. Come on there, one piece. Damn T-Rex bit his hand off. Then damn T-Rex bit his other hand off. What are you going to do? Standing there? Got no hands? They're gone. Nothing left to do. See you at the crossroads, Jake. A boy is gone. Jake Anderson. You want to see him? See him at the crossroads. Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Fantasy Football Mailbag of Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio and at Fantasy Gumshoe. Tell your friends about us, and do not forget to sign up for a 30% discount through our podcast homepage on rotaviz.com. It's a no-brainer, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Somebody, Jake, yeah. On in front of his home when they did the rule was wrong. Pull the rule, pull the rule, gotta hold on, gotta stay strong. When it did come, better believe on, gotta show that you can lean on. alligator bit my hand off. oh my god love a good deal sail into the season at banana republic factory's mega labor day sale entire store 50 to 70 percent off dresses from 1999 polos from 1699 find your nearest store or shop online only at banana republic factory they call you the grill master you've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop and as you lift that first forkful to your mouth you savor the moment to get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.